Hello and welcome to Ashley Asti Live. I am your host, Ashley Asti. So today we are going to talk about the word can't. So we're talking about perseverance, resilience, recognizing your own endurance and the ways that it's linked to your beliefs. So this topic all started when I went to yoga this morning. So I actually went to class with the intention of showing myself that I could. So this morning was a hot yoga class that I chose to go to. So that's one of those, you know, crazy classes where they heat the room between, you know, some places it's 85 degrees, sometimes it's 105 degrees, and you're doing intense, challenging postures while in the heat. So it's one of those things that you think, why would anyone subject themselves to that? Uh, If you sweat in a yoga, like a regular yoga class, you're definitely going to sweat here. You'll be upside down and the sweat will be dripping in the opposite direction. But I went because it was something that scared me, to be honest. And I wanted to show myself, despite the fear that was going on in my head, the mind chatter that was saying, I can't do this. I want to try to protect myself before I even get there and just not even go because maybe it'll be hard trying to protect myself from being in pain that I might experience while in class, protect myself from the experience of challenge. And so my only mission today was to show up And to show myself that I'm more resilient than I think I am. That I can handle more than I think I can. And, you know, as the universe sometimes works things out, the instructor today, he had a theme for the class. And his theme was also around the word can't. And he began by telling this, like, cute story about his son. And so he said that, you know... Sometimes he'll hear his son say he can't. And he's like, as a parent, you know, he immediately like wants to like swoop in and, and tell him that's not true. And so um, at first I thought the story was going in the direction of his son might be like he can't, you know, something big or, or maybe just solve his homework or problems that children might have in life with bullies and friends. And, and then he goes, so my son will be like, I can't eat avocado. <laughs> and so the dad would be like... Uh, what do you mean you can't have it? Have you tried it? And then some will just be like, no, I can't have it. And so, you know, when it's told in a silly story like that, you think, well, of course he can have avocado. Of course he can try something like that. And as adults, we often come in and tell children that count is just a word, that we shouldn't believe in it. But at a certain point in our lives, something shifts where we come to believe all the can'ts. And I don't think it's just because we think something's impossible, but because there's fear around it. We develop as we get older and we've experienced pain and heartbreak and anxiety. We want to protect ourselves from that. And so anytime we have to put ourselves out there and step into the uncertain or the unfamiliar. Sometimes we put up the shell, this guard around ourselves and just say we can't. 
And so we don't give ourselves the opportunity to explore and to show up. So the deeper story about this yoga class this morning was that it was taught by a jujitsu trainer. And so that jujitsu, it seems, is his first passion and his first love. And so um, has that very hardcore mindset, very physical. And so when I got to class, and it's my first time ever being in the studio or taking his class, it was different than most of the yoga classes that I'm used to, where you start with these centering, peaceful breaths and you set an intention and the intention might just simply be to enjoy your time on the mat and said his was immediately goal oriented. He said, set an intention about what you want to accomplish in this next year and connect to it. And he said it like a command. I was like, oh, (laughs) this is a little intimidating. And even before class started, I was listening to the people around me talk And everyone was like very gung-ho, very much like, I'm here to power through. I'm here to get a workout. This is about my core. I'm ready to sweat. And my approach for so long to yoga has been one of being gentle with myself, with honoring what my body needs and what it says. Growing up, I was a competitive gymnast, and so I spent in the summers, eight and a half hours a day in the gym. And even during the school year, sometimes I'd go to practice in the morning before school started. I'd go for four hours at night. It was consuming in my life. And not only that, because if it were a sport or a practice that truly celebrated being in tune with your body and just about the passion and exploring and just being playful in it. That would have been a nice way to fill my my life as a child. But it was very competitive and it felt very unsafe in ways that as a child I didn't have the words to articulate. And so I didn't feel like my voice was heard Um, And I was taught not to listen to my body. So you work through pain. You do not stop if you're injured. Um, I competed on broken limbs, toes, all sorts of things many times. And it was, at least where I went, um, definitely mentally abusive. And it just wasn't a healthy environment. And so... Since that time when I finally got injured to the point where my body just couldn't do it anymore and I stopped doing gymnastics, I have thought that I have discovered a new freedom that when I work out and when I move my body now, I don't have to be forced by someone else. On days where I'm not feeling it, I can be soft. If I'm injured, I can give myself the time to heal, which is something I'm still working on. And so my desire to be gentle with myself, to listen to me, to tune in, started off with that element of almost counter-reacting to the forceful workouts 
that I experienced when I was younger as a gymnast. But over time, I started confusing this sort of self-love, self-kindness, listening to my body with this uninterrupted softness, with not, with fear, with not putting myself or showing up fully, committing to a challenge because I was afraid. I was mistaking fear for safety. And so this morning as I was on my mat and the class begins in a very um, more militant or commanding way and we're doing things that do not seem like yoga at all and they're just very physical and we're holding postures that are intense for four or five minutes. People's legs are shaking, they're sweating. I was nervous. And not just nervous, my mind was getting in the way. So I'd be deep into this pose, my arms and my chest are engaged, and my mind would start panicking and saying, you can't, you can't do it, you have to drop out of this pose, you can't hold it any longer. And what I started to realize is that my edge was not what my mind was telling me it was. So my mind was immediately trying to protect itself, saying, oh, this is challenging. So I'm going to immediately try to take you away from the challenge. It's like our survival instincts. It was trying to protect me, I guess, my mind. But when I listened to my body and I tuned into my breath, I found the center of me. I discovered that even in an intense challenge, even with my arms shaking, I can find ease and I could be present and my body could do it. I didn't have to drop onto the floor out of the pose. I was okay. And so what I'm coming to is this is not just about what happened on my mat this morning. That physical practice is just a lesson. It's a metaphor for the way we live our lives and the way that our mind so often gets in the way telling us that we can't, that something is impossible. Later in the day, I was um, flipping through actually one of my own poetry books. Yes, I read my own work. Um, <laughs> no, I was looking for something specific to share with someone. And as I was flipping through the pages, I found another poem that I had written and forgotten that I had written it. And it's short and it goes, I can give you a list of excuses why it's not happening for me, but none of them rival the lies I tell myself about what's impossible. Self-sabotage. We keep ourselves back sometimes by the self-talk that we have, by the beliefs that we cultivate and allow to exist within us whether we can or we can't, whether we are resilient enough, enduring enough, capable enough. I don't believe in forcing. You shouldn't force your body into a position or a practice or a workout that it cannot do 
where it doesn't want to go. We are all anatomically built differently, and some things that are accessible and possible for some people are not possible for others. And it's the same thing in life. If something doesn't feel aligned with you, don't do it. That's forcing. I'm talking about when something feels aligned with who we are, when we, our interest is piqued, when we want to explore a little bit further. It's about stepping beyond what we think our limitations are and just dipping our foot in, letting ourselves play around. You know, when I'm, when I was in class this morning, there were so many like what ifs in my mind, like, oh, what if I need to fall to the floor? What if I'm too exhausted? What if, whatever it might be. And I realized that those are all what ifs. You don't really know until you let yourself try, until you're in it, until you sink into the present moment and just be. And the beautiful thing is that so often in that position, we surprise ourselves. So I walked away from class today grateful because the challenge taught me something. It taught me that I could show up that my body and my spirit could handle more than I think, and that I am not bound by what's going on in my mind, that chatter, the false stuff, the fear. Because the chatter is really an illusion. It's not real. Oftentimes that mind chatter, that fear that keeps us from going into something, from committing, from showing up, is about something else entirely. It's about fear of failure. What happens if you say you're going to do something and then it doesn't work out? What are people going to think? How will you live with yourself? How will you be perceived? It's about fear sometimes of uncertainty, of the unknown, that in the unfamiliar, we get so worried because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. Is it going to crash and burn? We have fear instead of surrender to something deeper within us, to divine presence. Instead of trust. And sometimes it's a fear of being big, of being in your fullness, of being seen. What if I show up and what if I do this and what if I am that powerful? People have to notice me. I can't play small. What if they'll see me as different? What if I won't fit in? All these fears play out in our mind and they keep us back. And so not just on my yoga mat or on a run or whatever physical thing that you're doing, this applies to our lives. How often have we been afraid to show up for something? or We've run away from a challenge because of our perception of where it might lead, that it might be painful, it might be hard, it might require work. I even do that sometimes now. I'm taking a teacher training to become a yoga instructor. And there are times when we're asked to stand up in front of the class and practice teach. 
And there are times where it is exhilarating because you're on the spot and you don't have anything prepared, no notes in front of you, and you just have to lead the class. And it's thrilling to be grounded enough to have some sort of divine channel come through and to be surprised what comes out of your mouth and that, oh, wow, I, I'm able to do this more than I think I could. And then there's, of course, that anxiety of like, oh my gosh, my mind drew a blank. This is overwhelming. That person was looking at me. What did they think? Oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do that. There's all that mind talk too. And sometimes it's about just showing up over and over and over again. And so in my reaction to my experience as a gymnast, again, I wanted to be softer with myself, to not push myself, force myself. And again, I don't believe in forcing. But sometimes self-love and self-kindness is about practice. It looks like work. It looks like commitment. It's hard. It's, un- it's challenging and unknown and scary and, like I said, exhilarating all at the same time. Those moments when we think we're going to crumble or break, our heart's going to break, we just, it's too much. We can come back to our center and find that peace, that strength within and realize that all those thoughts are just that, they're just thoughts. And there's a strong and centered soul within us that is guiding our way and that is always just there, not worried, not joyous, not just exactly as it is. I have a friend, um, Dr. Brianna Salvia. She is a chiropractor and she started her own practice less than a year ago. And one of the blessings for me as her friend is to get to watch her work and her business bloom. And she deserves every bit of that because she is so kind and loving and she is a thoughtful and expert healer who is committed to her own wellness and the wellness and care of her patients. And she is also just has this incredible attitude, this belief that she can. And so if you watch her, she'll go to all these network meetings and she'll put herself out there and she'll do talks and she'll ask other businesses for things. She's not afraid to ask. And if they say no, they say no. And so she and I talk about these things. She has a business. I have a business. And she said one of the things that she's learning is that 99% of success is just showing up. And I've been inspired by that. By being present, by committing to something, and pushing all the other fears aside. Sometimes we might be so afraid of disappointment that we stand still. We become stuck or paralyzed or we run in the opposite direction. But there's no magic in setting the bar low. I don't care if you fail. Let oceans of disappointment swallow you. 
once that you see you haven't drowned, rise and do it again. That's the magic. I mean, we create our lives. It's about aligning with who we are, with being authentic, with throwing off all the stories and the stuff that's not ours. And sometimes those stories and that stuff is a belief that we can't. A belief that we're not good enough, beautiful enough, smart enough, fast enough, strong enough to do something. But if something is truly in alignment with who we are and why we were sent to this earth with our purpose, We can create it from the inside out by suspending our belief that it's impossible and by tuning into the frequency of our own power and magnetism. There is energy that runs between all of us, through us, connects us to the earth and to the heavens. And we attract what belongs to us by being purely in the frequency of who we are, and that means shedding the layers of what we're not, of the negative self-talk, of the stuff that doesn't serve us, of the what-ifs, and moving with trust and faith into what we seek. When we allow ourselves to explore, to try something, to just show up for it, and for that moment to be in it, to be in the present moment, we open up to the possibilities of the universe. Because we're no longer closing ourselves off. We no longer have that shell around us. We say, bring it on. We say, I am open, I'm ready. Essentially, we surrender our plan up to a divine plan. To secrets that the universe has that we don't even know. We surrender to what we were born to do. Because we can't find our purpose. Or rather, our purpose can't come to us and through us if we have fear, if we allow the fear to take over, I should say, if we allow this mind chatter to keep us from experiencing this life, this is where the magic comes in. This is where you surprise yourself. You realize, oh, (laughs) that thing I didn't think I can do, I actually can. And you know, the outcome really doesn't matter. It might look funny at the end. It might look like it didn't work or it did or whatever it might look like. is not what's important. Again, it's about showing up for yourself and for humanity because we all have a purpose and our purpose serves the planet. It serves our companion creatures who and companion humans who walk and roam the earth with us. So when we shed these layers of fear, we are 
not only doing it for ourselves, but we are serving a larger purpose. We are stepping into our responsibility. So for me today, it was about saying, yes, I can to a hot yoga class. It could be something as simple as that, that taught me more about myself, that grew me, that made me realize I am resilient. I can persist in a way I didn't realize I could. And from that simple thing of going to yoga for an hour and a half today, I now realize that in all the other aspects of my life, off my yoga mat, I can persist too. And so I encourage you to find your ways to say, yes, I can. To say yes to the things that are aligned with your soul, not to force yourself into something that doesn't feel right, but to step into and beyond what you think your limitations are for something that your soul seeks, that feels like it's part of you, that will encourage your growth. And remember that you can try something, you can dip your toes in the water, and you could not have to come back to it again if it doesn't feel right. Trust yourself to know and to explore safely and lovingly and honor what you need in each moment. I'm grateful for you taking the time to listen today. We all have a lot going on in our lives and the fact that you've chosen to spend this time with me is something I don't take lightly. And so my mission is to continue sharing with intention and care and with responsibility. You can continue this conversation with me. I love, I love letter writing. I love, and it doesn't have to be handwritten, email, social media, reach out share with me um, because I don't just, I'm not here just to share and to grow those who listen, but to grow from you too. I know it goes both ways. You can find me on social media and reach out that way. I'm on Instagram at Ashley Asti, Facebook at Ashley Asti Skincare. I'm on Twitter. You can visit my website, which is ashleyasti.com and uh, just say hello. So thank you again. I am grateful for you. And I hope you tune in next week.